Pestilence is portrayed in Scripture as punishment for sin. When David offended God in a way that could not be avoided, God, in his mercy, gave him three choices. He could succumb to famine for three years, he could be pursued by his enemies for three months, or he could submit to pestilence for three days. David, as we can all imagine, was in a bind here. Choosing your punishment is not the nicest thing to do in life, but he ultimately decided he'd rather fall into the hands of God than the hands of man, and so he chose pestilence. We're in a similar situation today. We've had pestilence inflicted on us. And like David, uh, we have to be able to distinguish between pestilence and its alternatives because uh, the situation is more confusing now than it was then. In particular, some people are saying that this is war. Governor of Indiana said it was war. The people of China agreed with the government of Indiana, and they said it was war too. They said it was a biological weapon unleashed on their people by the United States. In order to clarify the situation, we have to be able to distinguish between categories of reality and categories of the mind, between things and thoughts, between existence and essence, because these are always confused in the world we live in, and things are invariably used as a justification for categories of the mind getting imposed on all of us in the name of science and in the name of nature. So for example, we have a category of nature, women. Everybody knows there are women, they exist. No one can dispute their existence. At this point, the oligarchs arrive and say, well, there's such a thing now as women's rights. You believe in rights, don't you? So therefore, if you don't dispute the fact that there are women, you have to accept that there are women's rights, which means you also must approve of abortion. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Someone just pulled a fast one on us here and something similar is happening here with this virus. So we have uh, a fact of nature. There are people dying and there are people who are getting sick. That's existence. How can you weaponize this fact? You can weaponize it by imposing categories of the mind upon us by telling us not only what it is, namely a coronavirus, but what you need to do in order to be protected from it. And that is precisely what the oligarchs are trying to do now. The coronavirus does exist in reality. It is a thing. But that doesn't mean that the meaning flows naturally from the thing. And the meaning that I can see at this point is the coronavirus is now being weaponized by the oligarchs in their attempt to regain control of the narrative, which they lost in the year 2019. The fact that we are talking about this right now means uh, to some extent that uh, they have succeeded. It is dominating our conversation. And that is the means they use to basically form the categories of our mind so that they go along with what they want us to do and not necessarily what is the best thing that is in our interest. The best example I can give you is France. Those of you who understand what's going on know that for the past two or three years, France has been subjected to 
demonstrations by people wearing yellow vests. This is a protest against the oligarchic control of France in the same way that Brexit was a protest against the oligarchs in England and Donald Trump's election was a protest against the oligarchs in the United States. Macron could do nothing to stop these protests, which began when he raised the price of gasoline to get the poor people to pay for the rich people's debts. He tried one thing after another, sent the police onto the street with tear gas. Nothing solved the problem until the arrival of the coronavirus. Now, Monsieur Macron has declared the equivalent of medical martial law. Now the Frenchman, in order to go outside, has to download a permission slip on his computer. And if he doesn't have the permission slip, the police will arrest him. This is just one instance of one government using this crisis as a way of reasserting control over a population that no longer believed in the conventional narrative. That's an example. But there's a paradigm here. These people, the oligarchs, discuss paradigms all the time. They sometimes, they call them scenarios. And they use elite institutions like the Rockefeller Foundation to do what they call scenario planning. And one of the scenarios they planned in 2010 was an outbreak of coronavirus in 2012. And then they gave an example of what they were going to do at this time. Bill Gates, another oligarch, did the same thing in the fall of 2019. This lends credence to what the Chinese are saying that this may very well have been planned that this may be a biological warfare attack against countries like China and Iran, and that the oligarchs knew about it in advance. More evidence that they knew about it in advance comes from our illustrious Congress, where members like Representative Burr, a Republican from North Carolina, sold all his stock before the market crash because he had insider information. These are instances uh, of how the oligarchs use these crises for their advantage. I think the best paradigm we can come up with is one that I've used many times before, and that's the example of what happened in Ramallah in March of 2002. During this period of time, the Israeli army entered Ramallah occupied Ramallah, and then took over the TV stations which were run by the Palestinians. At this point, they did something unexpected. They started broadcasting pornography over those TV stations. And at this point, the Palestinians were confronted with their own particular choice. If they went outside, they would be shot by Israeli snipers. If they stayed inside, their only source of information was the television, and if they turned on the television, they were forced to watch pornography. This proves that pornography is a weapon, in spite of what, the way it's portrayed. It is not freedom, it's a form of control that the oligarchs use to keep us under control, isolated. And lo and behold, we find that the same thing is happening now under the guise of the quarantine subjected on us by the coronavirus. Pornhub, the biggest provider of pornography in the world has, has offered Italians free subscription to their pornography channel so that they have something to do while they are forced to stay inside. The other thing that happened during this period of time is that church services were banned. 
So what we have is a good indication of the brave new world that the oligarchs are preparing for us. It's just like Ramallah in 2002 with a few minor changes. The people of Italy are now confined to their stuffy little apartments. They are not allowed to go out to church services, but they can download pornography to their heart's content. This is the world that is being prepared for us. Unfortunately, the church, which should have been contributing to the categories that we're going to identify not only what this thing was, perhaps a punishment from God, but also how to respond to it by prayer. The church was completely excluded as America Magazine cheer on the oligarchs in banning religious services. The article uh, is tendentiously called, I am a scientist. Catholics need to ban mass or something along that line. You can check it out in America Magazine. This has led to the world that we live in today. The church has no input. We are being forced into concentration camps uh, on a worldwide scale where we have access to drugs and pornography, but no access to the mass. Needless to say, uh, some churchmen are upset about this situation. Archbishop Carlo Maria Vigano, also an Italian, is one of them, and he was able to distinguish between the categories of nature and how they got transformed into weaponized categories of the mind by politicians. The ecclesial events of these hours, Vigano tells us, have manifested clearly, if there was still any need, the tragic subjection of the church to a state that is striving to do all it can to destroy the Christian identity of our Italy by enslaving it to an ideological, immoral, globalist, Malthusian, abortionist, migrant agenda that is the enemy of man and of the family. By the way, in case you didn't notice, abortion clinics have not been shut down. Churches have been shut down. Abortion clinics have not been shut down. So I think in doing it, in imposing the quarantine on us this way, the oligarchs have showed their hand. They have showed ultimately what their intentions are, as Rahm Emanuel said, how they are not going to let this crisis go to waste. What does that mean for us? Does that mean that God has abandoned his people? No, it does not. As a matter of fact, it means the exact opposite. And some people were actually perceptive enough to realize this. Roberto De Mattei, also an Italian, saw quite clearly that the imposition of quarantine means the end of globalism. The oligarchs function according to God's plan, even when they carry out their own wicked intentions. They are bringing about the very thing that they hope to avoid. Uh, and what all of these uprisings about were about. The uprisings in France, in England, and the United States, as elsewhere, were uprising against globalism, and here globalism is being destroyed by the very people who are trying to put down the uprising. This means that there has never been a time in human history when God was not in control of the events of human history. God cannot do evil. But he created man with free will, and in order to enable man to have free will, he has to allow man to do evil. Because without the possibility to do evil, there can be no free will. 
Just because he allows man to do evil doesn't mean he abandons us all to the wills of wicked men. Because God has the power to take evil and turn it into good. God can bring good out of evil. And that is the hidden message of what is happening today, if you have the eyes to see it. If you want the eyes to see it, I recommend a book. The book is Logos Rising, A History of Ultimate Reality, and it explains exactly how the story of Joseph is being fulfilled in our day. Joseph said to his brothers, the evil that you intended to do to me has been turned by God's power into good, and that is exactly what we can say to the oligarchs because then as now, Logos is rising. My book, Logos Rising, will be available in the first week of April. You can sign up for notification at fidelitypress.org. For more information on the weaponization of the coronavirus, visit culturewars.com.